Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Mike, how are you? Doing great today, Terry. How's it going out there in Vegas? Good. I know you're watching the game. I just told Cheryl I need to stop scheduling shows on football Sundays because I know you guys are all watching the game. David, what's up? Hey, I can't complain. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. You watching the game too? No, uh, not at not at the present moment. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on the Pieces of a Dream picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Oh, my gosh, you guys have been together. Um, when I read this, David, 37 years, I know you I know you haven't been with them for 37 years, but yeah. that's a long time for the group to be together. Uh, yeah, definitely. All I've right, been, so go I've ahead. I've been with them for maybe about, dang, how many years has it been? Maybe 11, 12, maybe 13 years? Oh, well, that's a good long time. Yeah, yeah. that's a good long time. So Pieces of a Dream is on Shiny Key Entertainment recording la- uh, label. And as I said, they are celebrating 37 years in the business, and they have released their 20th album called In the Moment. We're joined right now by the bass player, David Dyson, and um, hopefully some of the other members will come on, definitely um, uh, Lord James Lloyd. I um, want to talk to him for sure, but so you, David, been with them twelve, thirteen years. Wow, yep. that's that's yeah. a long. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been a while. I um I remember the first time I uh, um I uh, I think I was out with uh, I was out with my wife to we had just come back from the movies or something, and then um I got the call that uh, they needed me to do the gig that evening, and they were in like the Baltimore area, and so I came out. I uh, went down there, and um, we sat in the car, and he played me a bunch of stuff on CDs, and then I just went in and did the gig. So, I mean, they were impressed by that, and, you know, uh, you know, I've been doing the gig ever since. Ever since. You know? Yeah, now, now, David, you've been with them for like quite a while, and you've also played with a number of other notable, um, you know, jazz artists, but it's like when you're with Pieces, it's like you guys are part of, of, a, of a tight-knit family. So how can you describe the uh, camaraderie that you guys have, you know, been playing with them so long over the years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you said, how do I explain it? <laughs> well, because, you know, some guys, you know, you know, you see guys rotate in and out of bands so much, yeah. but you guys had that core group for so long, you know. And, That's true. And, That's like, true. You, and you play with so many other people. It's like, you know, when pieces have a show, it's like you you put everything down and you, like, you know, you, you're there with those guys all the time, no matter what's going on. That's true. Most times, yeah, 99% of the time, they get precedent. Um, also play with Walter Beasley, too. But 99% of the time, they get precedent if there's anything, anything else because, you know, like I said, I've been with them for the longest period of time. Uh, but actually, I knew Walter even longer than I knew them. <laughs> I mean, because I was playing with, I actually played with Walter back in um, uh, the first two records he did. Uh, you know, I did the first two videos with him and stuff, and I was... Uh, I was in his band back then, and then I went on mm-hmm. the whole New Kids on the Block thing. So that's when I, you know, got away from that. But um, so I've known him for a long time. But it's just, uh, yeah, we just got a, we we got a nice, we got a nice tight knit thing. Um, and um, you know, it's a fun group to play with. You know, a lot, you know, and we, I guess we, we, you know, we like the same kind of a lot of the same type of thing, a lot of things in common, music wise, and and what we grew up with, listening to and stuff, you know. Hmm. Okay. So, but I, 
I grew up listening to them too. So I mean, they're not much older than me, but I I, I grew up listening to them too. So when I got the Call of Duty gig, of course I was honored. You know, you know, cats that you you know, I remember listening to them on the radio. I was like, hey, that's what I want to I want to do that too. I mean, they were young, you know. Right. My favorite it. song. My favorite song is um, "Goodbye Manhattan." That's my all-time favorite by Pieces. I love that song. Okay. Love that song. Yes. Well, okay, maybe, so. Uh, well, go ahead. Go until, oh, I'm just going to say um, we're waiting. Uh, I just got word that Tony um, has been sick for the last couple of days, so he may not be calling in. And um, so, Tony, hope you get well soon. But yeah, so, well, David, you may be the voice of Pieces of a Dream for this interview. <laughs> well, well, I got to I got to roll out about about four thirty though. <laughs> oh, no problem, no problem. No, no, no. You, you. Well, I'm gonna ask you this right now. But you are playing somewhere tonight. I'm sorry. Are you playing anywhere tonight? I know you guys had a gig last <laughs> night. Yeah, the probably gig. I was. I had a late gig last night too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Because David also plays with a group in the D.C. area called uh, Secret Society, a uh, very nice group in the D.C. area. They had a uh, post-fight night uh, gig last night. Yeah, but oh. you know what? We ended up not playing, though. I mean, that was crazy because um, we won the gig. Uh, I was there till like, maybe 1, what was it, like 140, 145, and then all of a sudden we said, well, um, you know, we uh we we're not gonna play. So I don't I think if things went over or something, I don't know what happened, but I still got paid, so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I gotta hang out watch the park. All right. Okay, so David, um let's go ahead and tell us about this new C D in the moment. And I know that you uh wrote a song on here called For Real and I'm gonna I was just listening to that before you called in, so I'm going to play that. But give us a, an idea about In the Moment. Uh, in the Moment as a whole, you mean the CD, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we, um, you know, it was our first, uh, you know, we got to deal with Shanaki. So um, we, um, we're, we're, it's funny, we're always doing different things, like different approaches to doing the record and stuff. So we, we kind of, you know, did some things on our own and then came together with the, with the album. And um, so, but uh, we're pretty excited about it. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was doing, doing well on iTunes and Amazon and stuff just right off the bat. It just came out, you know, August uh, 27th. And I think our last release, was, which was, uh, you know, Soul Intent, that mm-hmm. has been since, what, 2009. So Yeah. Yeah. What took you guys so long? Uh, you know, things, <laughs> you know, changing record companies, all that stuff, you know. Well, um, how do you guys so, like being with Shanaki? So, well, so far, so good. Well, we, you know, we'll see what's brand new for us. So, you know, we'll see. But so far, so good. You know, I mean, okay. it's good to be. You know, a lot, um, you know, any record company that gives you the exposure you need and gets your stuff out there, pumped out there. That's 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 what it's all about. Right. You know, because right. it, it's like in, in, in other. If not, then why even put the record out? You know. Right. So true. So true. You know? But um, we are. You know, I, for real, I, I I see that's a tune I wrote. Before even my first CD, four CDs, three CDs ago, but it just never made it on any of my CDs. I just didn't get put it on there. You know, I got inspired differently and such and such. And, and so, um, I, and I, I, I sent it to James to listen to, and he loved it. So, you know, and he, he put his smooth jazz touch on it, you know, with the production wise, and, and we put it on the record. Well, let's take a listen. This is called For Real. It's from Pieces of a Dream's new CD, In the Moment.
That was For Real from Pieces of a Dream's new CD, In the Moment. A quick uh, read from a review by Ron Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride. He says, uh, the In the Moment is crisp, crisp, sharp, rhythmic, and packed with as much contemporary jazz and R&B lace melodies as you can handle. This album stays true to the very soul and identity of this group, while still, as Lloyd says, being true to yourself and your creativity. You can read that full review on the smoothjazzride.com. Um, would you agree with that, uh, David? Uh, of course I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, we... Um, I, I, the funny thing is, I don't know, um, you know, as far as the direction of this record, I never, you know, it was not, um, you know, not discussed with me like, okay, this is the direction of the record. You know, when mm-hmm, I set my mm-hmm. tune in, I just, you know, I just thought it was a good, great tune for, you know, pieces to do. But I had no idea, you know, what, you know, James and Curtis, you know, who are the original members, you know, in, in the management, what they, what vision they had for, for the record. So um, it, it just it came together. It just came together like that. I guess that's why I call it in the moment, you know. Well, you guys did a, a pretty good job on this one. I like the cover. Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, cover? I have no idea about the cover. You know, the funny thing about the cover is a friend of mine on Facebook hit me and said, "Man, that looks just like my daughter." I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> oh, that's not good. I mm. know, I know. I'm like, hey man, I have nothing to do with the cover. I don't know who did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let me get in another song before you have to go. Um, Stepper's Delight. Right. Tell me about this one. Now that's a um, that's a tune that James did with. Uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, that's another one he did. That's a, a, a nice uh, radio cut, you know, cut for you know one of the main cuts. That I think it's one of the first releases uh, singles, you know, for um, radio to play, and uh, it's getting a lot of good uh, good response to. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's one of the James Lloyd's uh, creations. Along All with right. a friend of his, I can't remember the I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, he, he should be here <laughs> announcing yeah. his song. Oh, okay. Is it Ron Lawrence? Uh, no, Ron Lawrence didn't do Stepper, Step, uh, Stepper's Delight, did he? Okay, is it he didn't do that. Robert, no, he didn't do Robert that Pickard? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Ron Lawrence, he did a, a tune on there with uh, Chris Big Dog. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is Stepper's Delight. Yes, ma'am.
All right, that was Stepper's Delight from Pieces of a Dream's a new CD in the moment. And I have Curtis Harmon on the phone, and I do believe James Lloyd. James, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. All right, thank you for having us. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Curtis, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. And David is on the line already. Yes, nice of you fellas to join us. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. It's a football Sunday. I know you guys are probably watching the game. I understand. (laughs) No, I was, I actually, uh, I was in the middle of cooking. (laughs) Oh, what are you cooking? Yeah, we got them. We got them an easy bake uh, oven. <laughs> wow! Chicken breasts and some steaks and some uh, peppers and some shrimp and some tilapia. Wow! You got a some going on over there. He must be cooking for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Curtis and Lord, uh, James, uh, let me congratulate both of you. Um, for 37 years in the business and 20 albums. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Yes, it has. (laughs) You two are the original members of the group. I mean, you've been together for 37 years. How has that been? It's been a long (laughs) road. Like I said, it's been a long road. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 been been good. good I mean, like any other part of life, it has its ups and downs. But, I mean, I think there's a testament to the fact that we're just still here, you know, 37 years and counting, you know, Mm -hmm. not 37 years and done. Right. You know? Right. So uh, I'm I'm trying to to make it to 50. That's my goal. I want to to 50. Yeah, yeah. You only got 13 more years, you know? Hey. Well, we're wow. going to take a year at a time, and I think we're blessed to have definitely made it this far. I agree. Definitely. Yes, I agree. So David gave us his take on the album in the moment. and um, well, Don't so, believe uh, anything he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, no, not David. Oh, my God. Well, then, James, give me your take on the CD. My take on the CD is um, don't listen to David. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so what was David's take on the CD? I'm curious. David, share your your take on the CD. Uh, I'm trying to remember what my take was now. Okay. Uh, uh, really, See, I can't believe it. <laughs> I said, no, I said that uh, it's we. It seems each record we do we uh we do we do it differently, you know. And this this time um, with the new you know, record company, we we kind of did our own thing and then came together. And I said that maybe that's why it's, why it's entitled In the Moment. But it seems like it's being received very well. Yeah, yeah actually, good answer. It should have almost been entitled Spare the Moment. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We definitely had to do this on the fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, we had like, to okay, hey, we're going to do an album. Ready, set, go. Go, you know. <laughs> right. And, uh, really? All right, I'm going to count the three. One, Go. <laughs> I think this is the fastest we've ever had to put an album together. Yeah. Really? But, uh, how long did it yeah. take, or how fast was it? Just a couple of months. Oh. A couple of okay. months. Okay. Usually we All have right. uh, at least about six months that we, you know, know that we have at least, you know. And uh, this time, this was not that much time to uh, put this all together. But uh, I feel that, you know, with the amount of time that we had to work with, we uh, came up with a pretty good product. Okay. And, and it doesn't uh, seem, feel right. like the fans no. feel you that know, way, too. It doesn't have, like, a rushed, you know, hurried up and put, thrown it together type Damn. of feel to the album. You know, right. there's a mm-hmm. the continuity and, you know, there's some different things and, you know, some special things in there. So, yeah, we're, we're really, really proud of this one. Okay. Yeah. So, now, James, really, what would you attribute the group's longevity to? 37 years, I mean, really. Okay, I attribute to a couple of things. First, uh, first our fans that mm-hmm. still, you know, come to shows and that have been coming to our shows for since the '80s. Some of them, you know, um, and you, you know, you guys, you know, radio. It's like uh, without having the medium, you know, and support, 
uh, from that medium to uh, you know be exposed to the audience, we don't stay around for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that our, our music is um, we we kind of walk that fine line between staying. Uh, current and abreast of what's happening today and staying true to ourselves. So, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, we we keep our long-term fans along the way, but gain new fans along the way. Okay. All right. Now, David, I know that you said you had to leave at 4.30, so... Um if you, you know, I can say goodbye to you now if you like. I don't want to hold you up. Uh, I'll say goodbye. I can say I can spend a little bit of my time talking to you, but as far as the other fellows, yeah, I'll say bye to them right now. <laughs> 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 that's why you have no. That's why you have no friends. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, got this private thing, uh, private event I'm doing. So uh, I, I, I told him I needed to take a break about four o'clock. So. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in, David. Thank you. Uh, good, good talking to you too. And, uh, I'm sure I'll see Mike soon. I see him everywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah you'll see me around soon, Dave. All right, man. Good talking to you all. Let's see you and all. And thanks for having us on too. Oh, you're welcome, David. Thank you. All right, David. Have, you have a good. Have a good gig. All right, bless you, Dave. Right. Thanks, and uh, I'll see y'all soon. All right, sure. All right. Bye, David. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, so, Curtis. Yes. With the loss of so many jazz stations around the country, um, how have you guys kept the group relevant? Well, I think Internet radio has helped us a whole lot in that. Not just us, but uh, a whole lot of jazz artists, you know, around the world. Uh, I think Internet radio is one of the biggest keys to um hearing uh, smooth jazz at this point and uh, also being able to purchase smooth jazz through the internet has helped a lot of uh, artists also and the genre of music as a whole. Okay. All right. Now, good answer. Um, good answer. Because <laughs> uh, so many jazz stations are dropping and, okay. you know, it's, it's just like, you know, what else is there? And it, they, you know, since Internet radio has started. We've not faded out completely, luckily. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut go, you no, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like the genre is being reborn. You know, um, I think that you know, not to. I don't really don't want to offend anyone, but um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> you know, what's been on a lot of people's <laughs> minds and a lot of people's tongues. Uh, that I've talked to, uh, that uh, people want to hear more variety on on the radio stations. You know, it's it's cool that um, uh, and understandable that sometimes you have to play the you know the single and and what's the you know the slated song for a particular artist. But there's usually so much more music. Uh, on these albums that that you know fans of the artists themselves would dig you know mm-hmm. and most of the time they don't want to hear the same song over and over yeah they'll have their favorites and there's some that you know they want to hear often but they you know if they feel like they are hearing the same thing over and over and then you know it's like uh then you hear something that might not have anything to even do with the genre uh then that's when they turn the station. You know, they're like, well, hey, I can get such and such on the power station, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I think that uh, the listening public really uh, should be given a bit more credit for uh, their, their openness and their uh, acceptance of uh, different levels of musicality. Um yeah, that's that's just my my two cents, you know. Also, also, I, uh, also, I've noticed that some old school and R and B stations have started playing some smooth jazz, such as DAS in Philadelphia, and uh, I think 107.5 here in New York have also started playing some smooth jazz on Sundays. So they're you know they're helping us out a lot also. 
stations. Okay. Like yeah, that. and it's funny as you mentioned DAS. You know, I just did an interview with, with Tony Brown. You remember Tony Brown, right, Kurt? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. this is somebody that I was listening to probably since I'm like 10 years old or so, you know, mm-hmm. first really, really keying into the radio. And um, even before there were smooth jazz stations, there were no smooth jazz stations when we were first doing this. Right, yeah. Uh, they, oh, in the early 80s. It, it was since like that, yeah. That were uh, showing us love and and support and and that helped the group greatly. I think, you know, uh, in, in our early years, that um, you know, and and helped this genre form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have because mm-hmm. I have an interview with Patty Jackson on Tuesday live in Philly, and uh, you know, stations like that are really helping us out. Well, good. That's good. That's a good thing. Um, James, the group's name was derived from the Stanley Turrentine standards, Pieces of a Dreams. What was it about that particular tune? Of Dreams. That, uh, pieces of Dreams, yes, I'm sorry. Right. Um, what was it about that tune that drew you to the name uh, The Group? Actually, that was my... Um, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Kurt. Actually, that was my stepmother that named us uh, Pieces of a Dream. And it was from Stanley Turrentine's album, Pieces of Dreams. Um, she felt that there were three guys looking for a musical dream, and uh, we made up the piece. Ah, that's just that sweet. Simple. And, just that and I don't mind telling you, I myself did not like the name. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think the three of us didn't didn't like the name because we felt it was too yeah. long, and other people had yeah, felt we were But we had now. to change it from what we had. At the because time, by like noon the next day, <laughs> and um, we're like, "Well, uh, you guys got anything better?" We're like, "I ah, know, piece of a dream it is." <laughs> and it's funny because now, after living with it for so long, it sounds like a very nice name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only other group I can think of with a name that, that's long and you know lengthy like that is Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But one thing I'd just like to add, uh, you know, add to my point about um, other music from other artists. One of our biggest songs, Mount Airy Groove, this is something that came out in 82, our second album. And this is something that we still play in concert today. I mean, it, it's it's like a staple. It's a must play. Mm-hmm. Um, that was originally the B-side of a 45 you know, so that wasn't even the the slated single or or anything, you know, and wound up becoming one of our I guess most well known songs, uh, you know, in, in addition to like four five four and say a lot of things like that. But uh, yeah, Minor Groove was like the B side to Time for Love. Yeah, Groove. Mm-hmm. Everybody was flipping the record over. <laughs> flipping the record over, so. I told David that my favorite song by Pieces of a Dream is Goodbye Manhattan. Absolutely love really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Love that song. Man, and, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played that, that song in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys, yeah. I don't think the new members you? know it. <laughs> the other members. Cassidy, God rest his soul, you know? Oh, yes, I love yeah. that song. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, you guys have been managed by the same uh, team, the Harmon team, for mm-hmm. years. Uh, how does yeah. that give the group a family feeling and add to the group's success and longevity? Well, because they are family, it's my uncle and father, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's the family feeling right there. Yeah. But um, yeah. they, you know, they they hustled over the years to, you know, keep pieces of a dream afloat, and you know, done a great job at doing that. And you know, we thank them a lot for, you know, just being on point with uh, the things that they're doing. Yeah, I mean, with family, you know, you know, there's a there's a high trust uh, level. You know, a, a family may not always get along, but family won't do you but so wrong. You know, right? right. <laughs> you know, they tell them again. <laughs> you know. and, and you guys, you know, uh, David has been with you guys for 13 years, and I know that uh, Tony is one of the newcomers to the group as a saxophone player. Uh, over the years, you guys have rotated different sax guys out, like Eddie Backus, uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Anderson played with you guys for a little stint, and now on the Tony. How do you guys go when something like that happens? You guys do you decide who to kind of bring in, and how does that process go? You know, you know it's, even it's when like, you guys first it's, pick David. It's like a, it's like a, like say, it's like a football team thing, to, so to speak. 
you know, new guys, new guys come in and out, you know, every so often, you know, and you go and rehearse with them and you train them and, you know, and you keep it moving, you know, just like any other team, you know. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah, you know, we had Scott Kennedy on bass for for a number of years, and he went on to become the, you know, be music director for uh, Gladys Knight. And uh, another bassist we had with us, uh, well, Gerald Beasley, who, you know, (laughs) you know know who he is. Um, And uh, Scott Ambush, who's now the bassist and has been for several years for Spyro Gyra. Okay. Okay. So um, no, we kind of feel like we, you know, we're somewhat of a stepping stone for for some, uh, you know, for some artists, some musicians, and uh, you know that, and that's cool, you know. And then we just kind of flow with whatever. Sometimes we're using two keyboard players, and we've used, you know, sax, and we've had vocals, we had male vocals, we've had female vocals. Um, uh, you know, we've had guitar and no second keyboard player, you know, which is what we have now. And, uh, you know, it's it's ever-evolving. We just kind of, like, just kind of go with what we're feeling, you know, at the time and, and flow. And, and it's been, I think it's been working. And you got to figure mm. this many years together, after 37 years together, something's going to change, you know. Right. Even right. with personnel, you know. So there it so is. Like, get it. Getting a news jazz player is like Doctor Who changing the lead character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, well, the two yeah. lead characters are actually, you know, the mainstays, so which is James and myself. So, you know, yeah, right. As long as right. that doesn't change, I don't think the music is going to change, but so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it, the music grows and and gets better, but you know, that's the kind of change you're hoping and looking for. So. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, and you know, with being with being together that long as well, you know, things have happened dramatically in the music scene as well, as far as the uh, social media aspects. So, have you guys adjusted to uh, the social media being kind of the thing now, versus not having the radio stations to kind of go to to kind of help you promote and, and uh, market your city? Yeah. Well, there's Facebook, yeah. Twitter, and all to kind of other things. A lot more, you know. I'm trying to embrace it a lot more. Uh, you know, I used to be like, hey, Facebook, maybe every, you know, once a month or every other month, you know. But, uh, you know, now I'm realizing, you know, exactly, you know, what that can, can do and what it can mean. So uh, I'm I'm starting to embrace it, you know, not so much as, a, as an elderly person with the, you know, with a newfangled Mac, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Joe from Germany made a comment in the chat room about the 37 years that you guys have been together. Um, he said, did they start um, at school? How old were you when Pieces of a Dream started? James was 11. I was 13. No, we really? In, for real? Yes, for real. Yeah. And he, we were in middle. We were in wow. uh, junior high school. In middle school. Middle yeah. school, whatever. 11 junior high, middle, it's all the same. Yeah, I was in sixth grade, and Kurt was in the eighth grade, yeah. Okay. And oh. our, our first, you know, real time playing together was like the school talent show, you know. <laughs> and we played third. <laughs> mm. Wow, 11 and 13. Okay, yeah. so, James, you have to share this, the Grover Washington story. Yes. Wow. All right. What? How much do you want and where should I begin? How he um, saw you guys, how you guys were, um, you know, okay. how he saw you, where well, he saw you play, how you became to be, you know, part of his team. All right. Cool. So, you know, we're originally from Philly, uh, as many people may know, and um, uh, Grover lived, lived in Philly. Uh, originally from Buffalo, but you know, living in, you know, made Philly is pretty much his home. Um, so we were the house band for a TV show in Philly called City Lights, and we would play in between commercials, and you know, and each week they would have a musical guest, and most of the time we would even back that guest. So we got to back people like Clark Terry, Dave Valentine, uh, the Ice Man, Jerry Butler. And, <laughs> you know, people like that. 
uh, and then Grover was on one of those slots, and he, he decided to use us, you know, as well to to back him. So we got to play like two tunes with Grover. Like, wow, this is awesome, you know. Oh, and I'm 14, by the way, you know, at this time. <laughs> oh my right? gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Kurt's 16, and you know we're like doing this TV show every every week, you know. And um, that was our first time playing with Grover. Then uh, sometime after that, uh, we performed at the Bijou, uh, you know, often, where Grover recorded his Live at the Bijou album. And Grover happened to be in the audience one of those nights, and um, we asked him to come up and sit in with us. And gracious as he was, uh, he did, and did Mr. Magic with us at the Bijou. So here we are playing Mr. Magic with Grover at the Bijou. Like, you know, it's an mm. album we, you know, have listened to forever, you know. Uh, so that was just beyond awesome. Um, it was soon after that that he took, like, uh, all of us out to dinner and our parents and and announced that he was starting a production company and we were going to be his first act to be produced. And I was like, yay, what? What does that mean? <laughs> we didn't know anything from production company. So I, I think I was like 15 years, I must have been like 15 years old at the time. And because uh, I was 16 when the album came out. Um, so he announced that, yeah, so what does that mean? Well, basically what it means is y'all going to make a record. Like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So, you know, we we didn't know anything about writing music. You know, I'm 15 years old. And uh, uh, so we just went to our, you know, rehearsal space and um, just started writing some stuff. And whatever we came up with, Grover let us, you know, put on the album. And then he put a couple other tracks on the album to fill it out and, you know, and produce the whole thing. And that's what it was. I'm like, wow, (laughs) you know, how cool is this? So, um, mm-hmm. so that was the start of it, and then he produced the second album, and that you know really started making some noise, and uh, then we started doing more gigs, and uh, then we started touring with Grover. Uh, I think it was like seventeen, eighteen, and um, we would open for him as pieces, and then we were part of his band as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like double duty, you know, like every you know every gig, you know, and we did that for years. You know, we took he took us all over the world, you know. Um, has has young teenagers? What are your friends saying to you about playing and touring with Grover Washington? Well, they were pretty much as excited as we were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and they, you know, everybody was very happy for us and very supportive. And you know, you know, very, you know, very uh, receptive to what we were doing. Well, that's awesome! Wow, and that's something that you guys will always. I thought when we had the tour jacket, so it was like the, uh, it was uh, (laughs) Curtis, myself, and the original bass player Cedric Napoleon, and we had these Grover Washington tour jackets, right? So we're walking down the street, and this uh, this young girl says. And look at that, that's pieces of her dreams. And, there's a, and her girlfriend says, no, it's not. Look, they grow over Washington. Wow, they grow over Washington. <laughs> and we turn around and say, yeah, all three of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all three of us. <laughs> We're grow over Washington. Oh, my goodness, that is funny. That is funny. All right, I want to um, play you know, another really song. Like nobody knows about, you know. Yes. <laughs> Um, I've already played um, For Real, and I've played Stepper's Delight. Um, the next song I'm going to play is Misty Eyed. Tell me about this one, Curtis. Actually, that's James. He could tell okay. you more about it. All right, James. All right, that's a song that's been uh, kind of sitting in the can for a number of years. You know, I wrote, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, at least, um, uh, at least nine, eight, nine years ago. And um, I don't know, it was something, that's, you know, kind of minimalistic, you know, in its approach, but uh, just to like a heartfelt moment, you know. And I had a hard time figuring 
a name for the thing, you know. And so the wife and I were talking, and you know, it's like, well, you know. Uh, and, and I told her, um, every time I hear it, you know, I, I get misty eyed. Still, you know, mm-hmm. even and and I wrote it, and I was just playing it for her, and I'm like, wow, every time I hear it, I get misty eyed. I said, well, there's your name right there. <laughs> so uh, that's how the uh, the title came about for it, and uh, yeah, that's a song that uh, just. You know, uh, playing the remote keyboard used to be, uh, you know, an integral part of, I guess, you know, what I would do, and you know, with pieces and live shows. Uh, and that's something I hadn't done for a while and something I'm looking to, to bring back. So, you know, I kind of pulled out the remote keyboard and, and just did my thing, and you know, just that's that's what came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking to founding members of Pieces of a Dream, James Lloyd and Curtis Harmon. Okay, I'm getting feedback. Uh, their new CD is called In the Moment, and this is Misty Eyed.
That is beautiful. That is misty-eyed from Pieces of a Dream's new CD, In the Moment. Very nice, James. Oh, beautiful. thank you so much. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny. Even just listening to it now on your show, I, it, it just evokes all kinds of emotions, you know? Yeah, that was beautiful. Now, um, as I mentioned before, we played Stepper's Delight before um, uh, you guys came on. And I understand that you and your wife take Zumba lessons? Yes, we do. (laughs) And that's kind of how this song came about. Uh, We take Zumba lessons, and before Zumba is uh, line dancing. And Uh there's a lady by the name of uh, Miss Miss Diane, or Lady Lady D. And... uh, she was leading a line dance class, and um, she had the class show me this uh, dance that was created to uh, uh, around a song of ours called Summer from uh, one of our older albums. And um, so I was just so, uh, you know, so flattered and honored that, uh, you know, I wanted to create another song on this project that she could use in her line dance class, you know. So, um, so I did, and it's you know, it's kind of steppers thing, and so the steppers D light and the D is for you know, Lady D, Miss D. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's that's how that came about, and uh, yeah. Now, will there so, be uh, a steppers D light video in the future? Yes, there is. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a Stepper's Delight video uh, that'll be coming soon. Uh, pretty pretty soon, I guess maybe like next week or so. And uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know if you saw the review that was done by the Smooth Jazz Ride on the CD, um, but I would like to read a, a paragraph from that review. It was from uh, Ronald Jackson, and he says that in the moment is crisp, sharp, rhythmic, and packed with as much contemporary jazz and R&B laced melodies as you can handle. This album stays true to the very soul and identity of this group, while still, as Lloyd says, being true to yourself and your creativity. Never ever wearing thin on ideas, the band continues impressing its fans with smart phrasing, melodies, and hooks that reach deep down and find a place in one's very soul. Wow. Yeah, I'm go- I'll, post that on, um, I'll post that on your Facebook page. Um, oh my goodness, that's that's <laughs> awesome. You know, I feel that. I really feel that. You know, and uh, wow, such kind words. You know. Mm-hmm. Now I read that um, you guys were doing a best of pieces of a dream, and that you were releasing, re-releasing in flight. Uh, no, what we're what we actually did is we uh, did a version of Mr. Magic. Okay. Mhm. And um that's featuring Najee on sax as a matter of fact. Okay. And that's that's a you know, tribute to, you know, our musical dad, the late great Grove Washington Junior. And um yeah, so that's that's something that's kinda really special to us that's that's on there that's not on any other uh, release that we've we've had. Okay. And then what about the re-release of In Flight? I don't know about that one. Okay. I saw um, that on the website. Oh. Uh, Gar, Gar Roberts actually uh, handles our website, so. Ah, if okay. If that's being re-released, that's a new one on me. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, that is on the site. That's where I got that information. Okay. okay. All righty. <laughs> All right, well, Mike. Do you have any questions? Mike, um, watching no, the football game. Actually, the game's over, but no, I don't have any questions for the fellas other than that. Like what I asked earlier, but uh, I said, love the project. Like I said, you guys are a phenomenal group. You know, uh, when you guys you. do come to I try to check you guys out and everything. And you know, because um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you you guys are just uh. 
it doesn't matter who's in the lineup, but you guys always, you know, bring it when you guys come, especially to the Birchmere, so, in Blues Alley, so. I'm, I'm definitely oh, uh, yeah, those are like second homes for us, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah we really love, love playing Aaron. Yeah. Mm. So, James, um, you, you yes, talked here. about Grover Washington a few minutes ago. Early on, you and Curtis got a huge compliment from the legendary Count Basie, who said that you guys were a tough act to follow. Now, as teenagers, how did you guys handle that, and what did that do for your confidence? Um, I would say, one, you know, it, it, it didn't hurt the confidence, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being endorsed by such a jazz legend, and then just you know, just getting to hang with him in the in the band room, you know, and, and just kick it like he's just a normal person, you know, just like the rest of us. And uh, um, but you know, jazz royalty at the same time. And uh, but at the same time, I think we were really too young to realize the true gravity. Of what was going on, I know I was. I, you know, the, the Curtis and the other guy—they were a little older. But uh, I mean, when that happened, I—what was I? Fifteen, maybe, maybe sixteen. You know, probably fifteen years old. And um, you know, I knew who Count Basie was, but I'm like, you know, now I think about it, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, we opened for. <laughs> Freaking Count Basie, you know, mm. and Mercer Ellington, and you know, just Miles, and it's just whoa, really? It's like living <laughs> a dream. It oh, really definitely, is. definitely. All right, well, um, I am going to close the show with track um, number eleven. There will never be another you. Tell me about this. Wow. Song. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I had to dig back into the jazz roots. I mean, we grew up on that stuff. That's like some of the first stuff that we were doing, you know. Uh, you know, we were swinging hard at like preteens, you know. And um uh you know, Dan Harmon, uh, Curtis's dad, he really was instrumental in exposing us to um, the three sounds and MJQ and Oscar Peterson and Ahmed Jamal and and Milt Jackson and you know just so many people and we listened to all these things and then we'd learn these tunes and then play them you know so we weren't just doing you know like Boogie Nights and Brick House you know we were doing you know, Wave and and you know Blue Bossa and you know and things like that as well. So um, that's something that's always been a part of me, and it was really fun to uh, to, to share that on this album. All right, so where is Pieces playing? Where are you guys going to be playing in the DMV area? In the DMV? Department of Motor Vehicles? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I think you're talking Funny. about DMV. I, I don't know if we got a gig DC at Virginia. the Virginia. <laughs> uh, we're going to be at Ramshead and the uh, Birchmere. Okay. Um, December. You yeah, said and then uh, Saint, we got St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and um, ooh, I have uh, to we, check. We we've got a uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Dearborn. I'm sorry, Dearborn, Michigan, not Detroit, Dearborn. Okay. And uh, yeah, we've got um, Kansas City. Oh, okay. I have an uncle, uh, uh, uncle in Kansas City. Uh, but tell them about you. Tell them to come check you out. Um, um, you, you mentioned Department of Motor Vehicles. I we interviewed an artist once who played at an airport, so it's not far fetched. Okay. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> now that's got to be uh, another kind of gig, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's not too far fetched. You just never know. All right. Let everyone know where they can reach you guys. On Facebook and. Piecesofadream.net. Okay, are you on Twitter? No. Well, no. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if Gar has us on Twitter or not. Tell you the okay. No, I'm he not did. currently on Twitter, but I, I'm going to start uh, twitting. Twitting. Tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start twitting. Yeah, I know. I look, I don't even know how to say it. I know tweeting. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, I'll get better with Facebook, but it's a start. 
But no, yeah, I am the uh, 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 twitting. Twitting, that's too funny. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you, James, and thank you, Curtis, for giving us the opportunity to speak with you, and uh, congratulations on the new CD. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, and really appreciate all your support and and your time, and, and this was an awesome interview. No, well, thank you. And James, we'll let you get back to, all, to to your cooking, your dinner. It sounded really good there. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Come on over. Everybody grab something. Get a plate. <laughs> Mike is closer than I am, so you'd have to grab a plate for me. <laughs> I'll fax it to you. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Well, thank you, fellas. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, have a great evening. You too. Thank you very much. You too. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. 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 All right. That was the founding members of Pieces of a Dream, James Lloyd and Curtis Harmon, and we also talked to bassist David Dyson. The name of the CD is called In the Moment. You can find it on their website, piecesofadream.net, and follow them on Facebook. All right, Mike, anything to add before I close out? Uh, nothing to add. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, my thanks to Miss Cheryl and Joe in the chat room. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Um, we have two more shows uh, before I leave on Thursday the 19th for the Dave Cos Cruise. On Tuesday the 17th, we're talking to saxophonist Steve Cole. His new CD is called Pulse. And then on the 18th, David Pick Conley um, about his upcoming CD. I do not have the name of it yet for it yet, um, but we'll be talking to him about that as well. You can follow Mike and I on Instagram. Um, I just renewed my account there, so I am at JazzQueen56, and Mike is The Daily Grind, grind, T-H-A, Daily Grind. All right. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. This is There Will Never Be Another You.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.